Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Today, I'm talking about a really difficult topic. It's called mom guilt. If there are any guys listening, just know this episode may not be so relevant for you, although I have a feeling dad guilt is a real thing anyway, but I think my audience is mostly women and many of us are moms. And I want to just say that mom guilt is legit. (laughs) It is such a, it's such a big problem. It's such a big challenge for so many people. I know for myself and I know for so many other moms that I talk to. And so I wanted to have a little conversation about it today because a really interesting thing happened. So last week I was talking about my 10,000 step a day challenge. And when I set out to do this in July, I knew that I was going to have to do some observation and detective work because this is something I've not been able to do. I've known for a long time that it was something that I needed to do and that would be better for me, but I just wasn't able to. And so, you know, there's this expression that says, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always gotten. And then the sort of inverse of that maybe is that if you want to do something different, if you want to reach a different goal, you're going to have to do things differently. And so I knew if I wanted a different goal, if I wanted 10,000, not 3,000, not 6,000, not 7,000, but 10,000, I was going to have to do some things differently. And so in order to make that happen, I was going to have to learn more about what was getting in the way and what was causing problems that led me to not reach this goal. And I learned a lot in month one, and I have a feeling so that as I record this, it's the beginning of August, and I'm moving forward with month two of this challenge, and I have a feeling I'm going to learn a lot of other things as well. But as I reflected on all the lessons that I learned in the first month, a lot of it really came down to one barrier, one theme that popped up over and over again, and it was mom guilt. Mom guilt uh, over taking time out of the day, taking time away from the family to do what I need to do for me, which just feels so hard to do. Why is that? I don't know. Um, I know I, like many of us, feel like many of us are primary caregivers. Maybe spouses are working full time and we're not, or they're out of the house and we're in the house or, you know, however it came about it was sort of designated that we were the primary caregivers or I don't know if moms just feel that instinctively anyway, regardless of how the division of labor shakes out. But I just know that we feel this very strong pull to be there for the family, to do for the family. 
And the idea of pulling ourselves away feels really hard. And so I want to talk about five strategies that I'm going to say we can use because I am right here with you. I am needing to practice this just as much as all of you may need this as well. So five strategies that we can use that will hopefully take the edge off mom guilt so that it interferes less often and we are able to reach some of the new goals that we might be working on, whatever they are, whether it's the step challenge, whether you want to read more, whether you want to just get more of a break so that you can feel more balanced, whatever your goal is, if mom guilt has been getting in the way, then here are some tips for you. So tip number one is going to be to talk to your family in advance, let them know what's going on. So sit down. I always say that it's easier to address something outside of the moment of it really coming to a head. So have a sit down when everybody's calm, when this problem isn't going on or isn't surfacing and just say here, say, Hey, I want to talk to you about something that's really important to me. What I've noticed, and I'm going to, I'll just use my goal, my step goal as an example, but insert whatever your goal is. So sit down with the family and say, you know, I want to talk about something that's really important. I'm really working on this step goal. And here's where you explain your why, because this is really important to me because this is really important for my health. And this is going to make a big difference on my health and me being healthy is super important. So I can be here to love and share life with all of you. However, I'm aware that I'm feeling guilty about stepping out of the house to do the things I need to do, like get my walk in and it's creating a problem. And so I wanted to talk to you about that. And I want to just let you know that I've been having a hard time, but when I sit back and think about it, I know it's really important and I know that it's okay to do it. So I just want you to know that you might see me doing this more often, that you may not be used to me, you know, being out of the house from three to four, or maybe even during dinner time, maybe even saying, you know what, tonight I'm not eating with you because I have to go walking. Or maybe after dinner, I can't hang out and watch the show with you because I haven't finished my steps and I'm going to go onto the treadmill. I just want you to know that this is a change that you may notice and here's why. And we can check in. And if this is causing problems, let's see how it goes. And if it's causing problems, you know, in a couple of weeks, then I'm open to having another conversation and we'll see what we can do about it. Okay. How would that sound to sit down with your family, give them a heads up. Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm going to be doing differently. Here's what you can expect. It might feel weird. You might not like it. It might make things a little different or strained but I'm open to having a conversation and let's check in in a few weeks and see how it goes. Okay, number two is I want you to plan a response that you can say to yourself when this thought pops up. Not if, but when, because you know the thought is going to pop up that says, I feel bad. Oh, you know, it's a beautiful evening. I would love to go out for a walk, but I feel bad. There are dishes in the sink. There's laundry on the bed to fold. I haven't seen my kids all day. I haven't seen my spouse all day. I feel bad. I should stay home. What might you be able to say to yourself instead? I think for many people, it will be different. So you're going to have to think about what works for you. But it may be something like, you know, I'm with them however many hours a day. I'm with them eight hours a day. And if I take away one hour, it's still going to be okay. And they will still feel loved and I can still get my get my job as a mom done. Or maybe you say, you know what, the laundry and the dishes, they'll still be there tomorrow and it will all work out okay, but I won't have another chance to get my daily movement in. So I'm going to do that and everything else will get done eventually. You get what I'm saying? 
So anticipate that you're going to have the thought, oh, I can't do that. I feel bad. And then come up with an idea that you're going to say back to yourself. Now, what you'll find is that initially you might not feel totally reassured by that thought. And so you're going to have to practice just saying it and sitting with it and letting it sink in. But I can tell you, because this is the work that I do professionally that I've done for many, many years, and then these are strategies I've used on myself, that the more you rehearse these thoughts to yourself, these thoughts, the more they do sink in and the more you do start to believe them. But it's going to take some time. So just go with it. Say it, even though you don't fully believe it, do what you're going to do anyway. And over time, you will start to buy into those thoughts. Okay, number three, I want you to think about this. If your goal, I mean, I think most of our goals are are really important. And especially here when we're talking about a health goal, I want you to think about this, that if we don't take care of our health, we're not going to be there for our family in the future, or we may be here, but we'll be seriously compromised and sick and not functioning well. And that's not going to be great. So isn't it better now to take the time out while we are healthy and while we can so we invest in our health so that we're not paying the price later and then not being able to be there for them anyway, but it's because we're sick. Personally, I would much rather come from a place of wellness and say, I'm going to take a little time out now while, while I can and while I'm well so that I stay this way than the alternative. So consider that. And then number four, is to think about whether there is a way to strategize around when you take this time for yourself. During the school year, I found this to be a lot easier because obviously the kids were in school from, let's say, I don't know, seven to two. And then they came home and they wanted to chill out and, you know, they didn't really need anything from me. So maybe that was another hour. And so that really gave me until three or maybe even four. Then they start to need me. Then they need rides. Then we're thinking about dinner. Then we're going to sports and whatnot. So I could strategize and take the time at, you know, at a place in the day when they don't really need me. For many, many years, it was early morning when the kids were little that I just had to do it early morning. So it was before anyone was up, before they needed me, and I didn't have to struggle with that guilt. I had to struggle with getting up earlier, but that felt like a better struggle to take on than the struggle of the guilt or even just the reality. It was harder to step away when they were little. So now I think about, okay, can I take care of me at a time when they really either aren't around or don't need me? Um, Or what's also worked well for me. So I mentioned early morning or even in the evening when, you know, they're kind of done for the day. They're just chilling out. They're watching TV. They're on their phone. They don't need me there. And so if I disappear from 730 to 830, you know, I'm not putting kids to bed the way that I used to. It's going to be fine if I step out, even though they're home and awake, they don't really need me. Um, And what I have found to be really helpful is when the kids have a sports event and they have to arrive to the field early for warmups, it's a great time for me to go, take advantage of that time, walk while they're there, while I would just be waiting for them anyway. And then I'm all set when the game starts, I'm all set, I'm there and I'm ready to watch. And that's one of my favorite things to do is to take advantage of that time when I have to drive them anyway, they don't need me and I can get some movement in Um, it's a great time. So think about not trying to do this during prime time, you know, maybe the half hour in the morning when everybody's trying to get ready for school or maybe late afternoon when it gets into dinner time and 
they need rides, that's going to be a lot harder to get your own needs met. Not impossible. You could still problem solve around that. It's going to be a lot harder. But then think about the other times of the day when they really don't need you. And even though it might feel strange to step out of the family, it's probably a better setup for success. And then the last tip I want to tell you, number five, is to just do an experiment and test out doing the opposite that you've been doing. So if you've been holding back and say, no, no, I, I can't duck out. I can't take this time for myself. You know, the family needs me. I'm their caregiver. Test out doing it anyway and see what happens. Does the family fall apart? Do people not get fed? Do they not have clean clothes to wear? You know, does something happen in the house because the dishes doesn't, the dishes aren't done? You know, what really happens when you start to do things differently? What are the natural implications of that? And can you live with them? And chances are, I know what I have been finding is that it's all totally fine, that it just works out, you know? So the dishes don't get done till the next day. The laundry goes unfolded a little bit longer or my kids are in the house and they're awake and I'm outside doing my thing. It's all fine. And better yet, I feel amazing because I'm taking care of me. And so now my mood is better. Actually, I didn't even talk about this one, but my mood is better because I have all these endorphins. I'm taking care of myself. So I'm actually a better mom the rest of the time that I'm with them because my cup has been filled and nobody falls apart. You know, there have been some nights when I've had to ask my family to take care of making dinner. I've made it really easy for them. And I, you know, get them easy things to heat up from Trader Joe's and I ask them to do it. And I feel so terrible, you know, making dinner is my job, but you know what? They survive and it is just fine. Or even if I make them dinner and then I say, I'm not going to eat with you because this is my only time to get out and walk. That's fine too. And they have nice time with their dad or even by themselves. So consider doing experiment, even though it feels uncomfortable, it doesn't feel great. Try doing it anyway, evaluate and see what happens. All right. One through five. I hope these strategies are helpful for you. So we can tackle mom guilt and not let it interfere so much in taking care of us. As always, I would love to know what really resonates for you. What's working? What are you going to try? Find me on social media. Send me an email. Let me know how it goes for you. All right. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.